This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 81. Ch-ch-ch-changes, turn and face the strange. Ch-ch-changes. Okay, changes by David Bowie. Now that is going way back. Am I dating myself? Uh, well, but haven't you heard the saying, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it? Oh, yeah, we sure have seen a lot of changes over the year. Why don't we share how you can overcome these changes? Great idea. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Akimi, the key to surviving the quickly changing environment is to pivot quickly, right? Yeah, it is so important to be very quick on your feet as all of these changes happen. And we've definitely seen a ton of changes over the years. Now that we're grandmas, I guess, in social media, that's what people (laughs) tell me anyway. Uh, Get my walker out. Sunny, in my day. (laughs) or dinosaurs. Um, Yeah. But one of the things I found through all of those changes is that it's all about building a strong community. I mean, that is why we have a Communities That Convert podcast. That is why I know that I can talk about community forever because community is absolutely at the center of surviving all of these changes. And I'll tell you why. If you have a really strong community, it's like a canary in the coal mine. You can see when things are changing. Follow your audience. If you have a really close relationship with your audience, you're going to see them shifting over to other platforms, talking about new things that they're doing. For example, MySpace was something that we all were on years and years ago, and everybody flocked over to Facebook. So I followed my community to Facebook at the time. Right now, I see a lot of my community flocking over to Instagram, and I'm working on flocking myself over to Instagram as well. So you want to always be watching what your community is doing and asking them and going where they are. That is one of the things I've always really stood up for is like really just going wherever your community is and whatever they're talking about, you want to be there. I love that. That's so true. And you know, when I talk about MySpace, I always start off saying, okay, don't laugh. But back in the MySpace days, and I say that because I was in the music business for 20 years. And I tell you what, MySpace was an amazing tool, great platform for those of us in the music business when that was thriving. And what we all did was build communities. But then one day, MySpace just made a change and it wasn't the same place anymore. And like you said, everybody was flocking to Facebook. And so you have to learn to do the changes like you were singing the David Bowie song. I mean, things (laughs) change. And if you were to stay stuck in MySpace and not be flexible and not pivot, you were going to be left behind. And so 
You have to go to where your community is. And it's okay to make these pivots. It's okay to make these changes and pay attention. And yeah, today, 2019, Instagram is one of the hottest platforms right now. I mean, you can definitely build a community there. And uh, yeah, I mean, you just have to really be aware of what everybody's doing and where they're at. Right. And I know it's really hard. It's hard to make those changes sometimes in your own mind. And it's been hard for me actually to get over to Instagram. It was easier when we had a big shift over, by the way, to Twitter because Facebook also was growing and Twitter came out and that became a really hot platform for marketers, especially. And there were some people that were in my um, little bubble of influencers that refused to move over to Twitter and they became irrelevant. So I do feel like, you know, I've learned that lesson the hard way. So I will force myself to be an Instagrammer. Yes, I will. (laughs) For sure. Now let's talk about emails. You know, email is still a great way to connect with your audience. Building an email list is a great way to keep in touch, right? It doesn't have to be just social media, especially when we looked at MySpace. I used to tell people like, what did we have to show for MySpace? We spent years building it up. We don't have emails from that. You couldn't go get everyone's email. So we learned a valuable lesson back then. Use social media to help build your email list because social media sites come and go. And there's going to come a time where we're going to look back and go, remember that Facebook we were all on and Instagram and how that was the bomb and is like things will always evolve and change. And so an email list is something that's yours. It's not going to go away. It's a great way to keep in touch. And so I know you utilize emails like I do. It's, it's an important marketing tool. It is. It's so important. And even though email does have some issues around it, there are some problems with open rates that are slipping and there's some other issues, at least you have a way to connect with somebody directly. I don't know if you've ever had one of those situations where you're trying to reach out to somebody that you know through a social media platform and you realize, oh, I don't have their phone number. I don't have their email address. It's so important to remember to do that part of your business because it is a business in the end of the day. And those email addresses are so, so important. You know, even with the slipping rates and all of that, there's going to be a lot that you need to do there. So email is super important. Also, there's a lot of new tools and tactics that are coming out all the time. And there's so many great entrepreneurs out there. And I know a lot of you are listening to us, you entrepreneurs, you, um, and you have some amazing ideas. And so you want to keep your eyes open for the tools that are being developed that connect offline and online with the various social media platforms. So you want to look for things that are kind of connecting the whole range. So finding out, you know, how can you connect the people that you're following and connecting with on Twitter, with the people that you're connecting with on Facebook, with the people that you have in your email list. So these kind of tools are coming out. One of them that I saw recently is called Connectio. It's C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O dot I-O. And I've been looking at this tool a little bit and it connects Facebook advertising with your email list. It also connects Facebook advertising with targeted groups that you're looking to get to. So it's, it's very deep targeting. And that kind of tool is really valuable because you can definitely build off of that. And you might say, why would I run an ad to people that I already have on my email list? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked that question. And here's why you would do that. Um, you would do that because not everybody opens their emails or you want to get in front of them more than once. Or maybe they opened the email and thought, wow, I'd really like to take action on something. And then they kind of, it goes down to the bottom of their inbox and they forget about it. And then suddenly it pops up in Facebook and they're like, oh yeah, I wanted to take action on that. They might click on your ad and move through. Um, there's a lot of people that are reporting huge numbers of 
more sales and things like that through that process. So those kinds of tools, Connectio is one of them. Facebook and Google location beacons. You've heard of those, right? These are these, these little boxes that a retailer might put in their store. And when you walk in the store, your app, your Facebook app might give you a deal. Like say, hey, while you're in the store, you have 20% off because we love you while you're here. And later on, they can then retarget you when you leave the store with specials and opportunities after that. So the online and the on- offline are coming together and retargeting that advertising where they take people that you've already connected with, people that have visited your website, that have visited your store, if you have a, of a location like that, that have opened your emails. This kind of retargeting is only going to grow. And I know that there's some issues around privacy and things like that on, on these different tools. And so there may be some changes around this too. But I'm just saying right now, this retargeting is a really big trend. It really is. And I heard about these location beacons and it sounds really interesting. It is a little strange because it's kind of like Big Brother's watching you. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we all love our apps, right? And so sometimes these apps, we give up a little bit of the privacy. And if you're okay with that, sometimes this can work in your favor. Who wouldn't want to know about a deal while you're in a store? That's actually really cool technology. So I think we're going to see more of these evolve as the technology gets better and better. And then uh, as you were saying, retargeting, uh, that that type of advertising has really become mainstream. I remember the first time, I'll never forget, Kimmy, I was on a website and I saw this ad and I'm like, wait a minute, that's an ad for like something on a website I was just on. What the heck? How did that happen? I was so intrigued. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. And then all of a sudden I started hearing about retargeting. That became this keyword, right? retargeting. You saw that word everywhere, this new terminology. And so now it's become a real standard in advertising. If you're advertising digitally, meaning over the internet, that uh, this can be a really great tool in your arsenal. Do you do much of that? I, I really haven't ventured too far into that, but I do find it fascinating. I definitely have been doing it for clients. Okay. So we've been working with retargeting for clients. And it is a standard in advertising right now. And, you know, it's really important that you at least understand it, even if you're not going to necessarily use it or you think you're not going to use it. I would suggest that you at least begin to understand it. And we've put some links to the different things that we know about in the show notes. So please take time to go over to communitiesthatconvert.com, episode 81, and check out those links because educate yourself around these things because it's going to really help you to understand at least what the going trends are right now. For sure. And another thing we want to talk about is building redundancy into your plans. It's really important to not depend so much on APIs of the different social networks and tools for your business. Like social media is constantly evolving, right? Mm-hmm. We get used to a way it works. Like I remember back in the early days of Facebook, remember how the layout was a certain way and then all heck would break loose because Facebook would say, let's change the layout. Let's make things different. And they would move things all around. And I remember like for months, everybody would be so up in arms like, I hate Facebook. I don't like these changes. But it's really best to be open to changes because these things are going to happen. They're always changing. They're always evolving. And when you're using some of the tools on these platforms, they go through changes. There was a site years back called Social Quant. And I know mm-hmm. you were familiar with that, Cami. You and I yep. had had tried it out. We both knew the CEO of the company. They were doing some really cool things. 
as a third-party tool that helped you grow your Twitter following. But then changes happen with the API at Twitter, and all of a sudden, that company was literally put out of business because they weren't complying with, I guess, their rules, so they shut down their API. And that happens from time to time with companies. And so that can really affect your marketing plan, maybe even your business model with how you're doing things. And so you really need to be prepared to make changes. Like for people that were using Social Quant, you literally lost access to that tool overnight. Yeah. And I, I remember when it happened, although I wasn't, I don't think I was no longer a, um, I wasn't using them anymore. So it wasn't yeah, really, really apparent here. to me. But I had tried that because I thought it would be a really great idea to to find people using keywords that mattered. I mean, it sounded like it was a good idea. It didn't exactly work that way. So I didn't use them for very long. But the APIs can shift. And if you have a tool that you rely on that is completely built on the API, it might just completely be gone. Another one that happened like that for me was one called Inkybee that I used a lot for influencer relationships. And they closed down almost overnight too, um, mostly because I guess they just weren't making enough money. But all of a sudden, I couldn't get the metrics that I used to be able to get through that tool. And the cost of getting those metrics went really high because you had to go to a really expensive, like say, $20,000 a month kind of tool, you know, to get the kind of stuff that I got from them. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. And so we couldn't really use Inkybee anymore. And again, just more recently, we were using some tools that gave us the reach of both Twitter and Instagram for like hashtags. So, you know, how you use hashtags in those different formats, we would be able to give a reach number like this is how many people this reached. And those are completely gone for Instagram, except through a more expensive tool. So things can change all the time. Tools are bought out by other tools. So you have to realize that whatever your business model is, and that was part of our business model, you have to quickly shift. And so we looked at other metrics that made more sense that we could get a hold of easier. And we did some of it by hand for a little while until we figured it out. But you really just have to be able to shift very quickly in order to kind of deal with the environment that we're in. This is an environment of change. I can't imagine any other thing in in the history of humankind, honestly, that has shifted this quickly. I mean, there's a lot of timelines out there that show you how quickly things have shifted in the last 20 to 30 years. And so I would say that, you know, we're in an interesting time to live and I'm really glad to be in this time, but it is challenging. It really is. I mean, the the changes, you know, it's interesting. So, you know, we're both big fans of Social Media Examiner. They've been around for a very long time. It's like the largest community of social media marketers. I know plenty of people that listen to this podcast, read their blog. They, they watch their Friday live stream show every week. Here's what's interesting. They started the, this weekly Friday live stream show. I don't know exactly how many years. I would say it's been maybe three years, maybe four years now, Cami. Mm-hmm. It started back in the Blab days. And so Blab was a great live stream platform. Mm-hmm. A lot of us used back then. So much fun. And here's what was interesting. They started this weekly live stream because they wanted to report on everything that happened in social media with the platforms during the course of one week. And I remember thinking, oh, this will probably be something they do once a month because we really, we really didn't see a lot of changes mm-hmm. on a weekly basis, you know, years back. But when Social Media Examiner started this, it was because there were changes all the time and it was starting to go from, you know, weekly to, to pretty much daily. Like there was always something happening in the world of social media. 
So now fast forward all these years, they literally literally report every week for an hour of everything that's happened. It's crazy. And there's so much to report. And yeah. they don't report everything. They just report the most important mm-hmm. things or the biggest things, the biggest news, things like that. But whenever there's something with Twitter, they bring me on. I'm their go-to Twitter gal, which is awesome. I love it. And I appreciate that they do that. And I can't tell you how many times I've been on in the past 12 months coming on and talking about here's what's new with Twitter. And you and I both know Twitter does not make changes as often as Facebook, as LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. Those have all been doing lots and lots of updates to their platform. So there's just continuously changes happening when it comes to this and you have to adapt. If you can't adapt, you're going to have a hard time keeping up. No, I totally agree with you. And and these are just a couple of things. So, I mean, let me just kind of recap. We said the biggest things you can do is build your community, know where your community is going, build an email list and keep in touch with that list so that you have a really good open rate and people love what you have to give them, add value. We've done a lot of episodes about email, so we can throw those in here too. Keep your eye on the new tools and tactics. Um, maybe listen to the the Friday Social Media Examiner broadcast live stream. Yeah. live stream and we'll we'll put a link to how you can find that build redundancy into your plans so don't just depend on the way that social media platforms works and the features they have now build those redundancies in but then there's something that i think is totally in your control and that is your brain it's your mindset and how you think about these things cuz i think this is probably one of the most important parts of it because i think we get really stressed out when things change and um, there's a lot of stress in that And there's no shame in that because I think that's normal to be stressed out when changes happen. So can we give some tips on how to really have a better mindset around this stuff so that you can weather the changes? Oh, yeah. I love talking about mindset shifts. And I think that's a, a great thing to talk about because it's important. It's not just these tactics and tools and all these things we love to talk about so much. It's also our brain. You're so right when you say it the way you said it. I love that but mindset shift. So let's go through. We got like a handful of these we want to go over. So uh, you want to start first? Yeah, absolutely. So expect things to change and have a plan. So you know how we have crisis communications plans, or at least we do in, in public relations and social media. We have crisis communication plans because we know that there's going to be a time when a troll is going to come after you or whatever. So we always are having these plans in place. And also business interruption plans. You know, a good business, all good businesses have business interruption plans. You know, what happens if there's a hurricane? What happens if there's a tornado? What happens if Facebook changes its algorithm? (laughs) That's a good question, right? So why don't you have a plan in place in your mind? Like, this is how I'm going to handle this when this comes up. And, you know, some of that might be, and maybe we'll do an episode around that. Actually, it could be a really good episode about how to have a plan, a crisis plan or, or whatever. But Really, you need to have in mind what it is you're going to do. But the first thing that I would suggest is connect back with your community, see where they're at. And if you've already collected their email address, that might be a good way to start to reach out to them in just a slightly different way and see where they're landing. What platform are they going to? How are they feeling about the changes? Those kinds of things. So that would be my first mindset change or shift is just to expect that it's going to happen. So I love that. So you're not shocked when it does. That's right. That's a good way of looking at it. The next one is learn to pivot instead of complaining about changes. So, you know, don't get on that bandwagon of complaining. Nobody wants to hear it. Don't be a whiner. Don't look professional. 
Just move with the changes, start pivoting, and things will work in your favor. And one of my mantras is just do it, you know, just do it and move forward and you will get really good results with that mindset. Yeah. And it could be your opportunity really that's there. I mean, that could be an opportunity for you because some people, while they're complaining, the other people that are taking action are using it as an opportunity to get ahead of the game. And I think that's really important to realize that this is a bit of a game. You know, you're trying to like move around the different pieces. And so as people are complaining about the changes, look at how you can change what you're doing to exploit the new ways of doing things. Another mindset shift is really this whole thing about that social media is free. Social media is not free and you can't expect to do everything on social media for free. And as we move along, all of these platforms are going to try to monetize. It's just inevitable because they have to. I mean, they have to speak to investors and and even if it's not the stock market, it could be like angel investors or there are other investors that are saying, hey, are you ever going to make any money and giving my investment back? And so they're looking for ways to make money. And certainly if you're on a platform for free, like we can be on Twitter and Facebook and, and Instagram, you know, if you're not paying for it, you are the product, generally speaking. So don't expect to do everything for free. You're going to have to have a business model to what you're trying to do. You probably are going to have to use some advertising funds, although there are a lot of cool hacks to get around that sometimes. But the bottom line is you can't do it all for free. I agree 100%. You know, there is so much out there that's free. And I think it's easy to, easy to become dependent on that. But there are so many tools or so many services that are worthwhile when you make that investment. And I really take a good look at everything that's out there. And what can I utilize for free? What can I utilize that is worth the investment? You have to look at it as an investment, because that's really what it is an investment in your business, right? So I think that's important to look at it that way. And then be willing to go old school, right? (laughs) Go pick up the phone. I don't know. (laughs) I know. It's like we all have this thing called a telephone. It's it's you know, it's really interesting, Cammy. It used to be everything in business was done by phone. Used to be you picked up your phone and that's how you did business. And these days it's like You got to go to your Twitter DM and your Facebook private messages and your Instagram DM. Like everything has some kind of name or initial for it now. And it's interesting because there's no like one standard anymore, you know? And so I kind of miss the old school days because it seemed like it was so simpler, but you've got to learn to pivot with it. And so you got to sometimes look at, okay, how can I connect with my community? And I'm not... I'll say I'm not really big with Facebook. I I don't get on there enough. And I plenty of times have lots of messages on Facebook. And I try to work hard to be better about checking because there are people that are only going to message me there. And that's it. And uh, you got to, as we've talked about, be where your audience is at, where your community is at. But there are plenty of times where uh, going old school can really be so much simpler for sure. It's, it's, it's kind of hilarious, though, because you're kind of talking about Facebook being old school, but I just love that. So, you know, PM me your DM, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's catchy. I thought so. Uh, That's a tweetable. That's a tweetable. Spot. Somebody listening needs to tweet that right now and, and tag Cammy on that because that's a great tweetable. Tag Cammy Chat and CTC Podcast. That's what we need. Yeah. Um, hashtag CTC Podcast. Hashtag, yes. And 
there are some, some things, I mean, here's the other part of that, that old school stuff is that a lot of times we think that certain parts of things are dead. I've, I always hear this meme that comes up, I, like Facebook is dead and email is dead and blogs are dead. And so what, yeah. what things are left behind that honestly still work pretty well? Let's talk about those. And there's lots of them. Too. Oh, yeah. You know, this is, just, there's, this is there's a partial lots. list. We, we came up with a list, but it's partial. Yeah, this is like tip of the iceberg. So like website, like a lot of people have like really let their website go as if it's not a great marketing tool anymore. And it blows me away. I'll go on somebody's website and I look at it and I go, really? Like this is what you put out there? Like, you know, websites are still a very powerful way to connect with people. Now, once upon a time, your .com was how everyone found you, you know, mm -hmm. pre-social media sites, right? pre-MySpace, pre-Facebook, your website was really your most important marketing tool for when it came to digital marketing. And these days, we're all over the map, right? Because there's so many places to connect with your community. There's so many places for people to discover you. But your website, you own the content, you own the .com, you own all of that. It is your real estate that no one else can take away from you. And there's something important to remember in all of this because, you know, Back in the MySpace days, we thought it would never go away, and then it did. And there were plenty of people that ditched their websites, Cami, and yep. made their MySpace their main web page. Oh yeah, it, which, it happens all the time. It's, it's yeah. a real, it's a real shame to be honest. Yeah, you should never ever give up your website. And actually, for those of you listening, I'm going to like give you a, a nice little mini call to action here. Go do an audit on your website. Go take mm -hmm. a look at it when you're done with this episode. Go to your website. And take a look at it. And, and, you know, when was the last time you updated it? When was the last time you freshened it up? Maybe it needs a makeover. And, and our Communities That Convert website and my Madeline Sklar website was done by our fabulous friend, Taji Antasio at the Growth Suite, who does amazing work. So I can't recommend him enough. He's so awesome. But, you know, you just don't want to forget about your website. Yeah, you do not. And, you know, I have this um, thing that I used to talk about a lot called the Hive Model where you needed to have a place where you had your own spot, like the hive is your website. And then all of these social media platforms are satellites of your website. You know what I'm saying? The places that you go out and you meet and you get the honey, you know, you bring in the honey from all these different sites, or the nectar, whatever you want to call it. And every, all the bees are going back to the back to the hive. And that's really the key. I mean, getting people back to your website, and when they get there, having something there of value. So it brings them through a process. And I know that my website needs work on that front too. So I'm going to take that as a uh, action item for myself as well. And I love how you said Beehive. We used to also, there's another way we, we would call that hub and spokes. So yeah. you got your website, your hub, and the spokes are all the different places like the social media sites. But within our website, there's also a very important tool in there that seems like has gotten left behind as well. You want to talk about that one, Cami? Yeah, sure. So blogs. Come on, guys. I know everybody's like stopped writing their blog posts anymore because they're like, hey, you know, <laughs> I've got social media. I can just put it all out there. But the bottom line is blog posts are really very amazing to get people to your website. I have a ton of traffic that comes to zoeticamedia.com, which is my company, to our blog. I get about a thousand or more people per week that come just to old blog posts that I've written. Yeah, I think that's so smart. And and I know blogging 
was a big thing and then it kind of became a smaller thing or something that people are not spending much time on anymore. But I can tell you from my experience, having blog posts, they live on. And it goes back to what we were saying before. It's on a website that you own. It's not going to go away. Mm -hmm. You know what, Cammie, back in the MySpace days, I had this press release written for me and I made the mistake of not putting it on my website. I had it because on the MySpace days, we had a blog that was part of the MySpace, right? There was like a blog section. And so I had this really awesome press release about how there were 10 of us with my Go Girls music community I used to run. 10 of us had Go Girls tattoos. I thought that was newsworthy. I thought that was pretty darn cool. (laughs) And I was like, you know, this press release celebrating 10 years of Go Girls music. And there's 10 of us with Go Girls tattoos. And I never put it on my website. And when when MySpace went away, I lost the press release. I could never find it. It is nowhere through a Google search. And I don't even remember who wrote it for me, but it was just a real drag. And had I been smart and had it on my website that I own on my blog, it's just like YouTube. You know, YouTube has mm-hmm. a very long shelf life. So does a blog post. YouTube and uh, you know, videos and blog posts have the longest shelf life of everything that you put out there. They are. They're amazing. We need to do more YouTube. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But one thing I've been doing, Cami, is I started a whole new blog series you know, since people know me for Twitter marketing, I, I made the decision a few months ago that I'm going to put out one article every week related to Twitter marketing. And so I've been doing this consistently now uh, for over a month and like go to my website, MadelineSclar.com, and I'm revitalizing my blog mm-hmm. and using this as a great marketing tool. And so we don't want you guys to forget about the importance of a blog. So something to think about when you're moving forward. Well, and also because because you do that, and it actually inoculates you against the changes because when people can't find you or something happens on a social platform, they can always come find you. Like if, if they do any kind of Google search, this will pull up, you know, your website and all of the blog posts on your website are going to pull up whenever they do that search. And so I think, you know, you, you underestimate the power of the Google. It still is pretty powerful. I totally agree. 110%. So what's next? Email, which, (laughs) you know, we covered a little bit before in this episode. And we've talked about email quite a bit in this podcast series. But email, super important. Yeah. And and it's going to continue to be important. And so definitely go back and listen to some of our episodes about email marketing and how you can use your email and grow your email. We have a bunch of episodes about that. And we'll put them in the show notes. But email becomes so important. And what about forums? I mean, I think people forget how popular forums still really are. Oh, I love forums. Forums are a great way to connect with your community, with an audience, with people that are like-minded. I think it has been easy to pull away from forums in favor of Facebook groups. And that's okay because Facebook groups are very popular right now, but that might change in a few years. So don't forget about forums, which are typically through a website. You know, there are plenty of websites out there where they offer a forum for their community to have discussion. And there's Mm -hmm. lots of them out there. So definitely recommend forums. Well, I mean, Reddit is basically a forum too, you know, and Reddit is something I know a lot of people are using on a very consistent basis. It's very popular. And then of course, there's Facebook, wink, wink, wink. Um, (laughs) We definitely have a community on Facebook that we would love you to be a part of. And we'll talk a bit more about that as we always do. I actually let 
six new people in just yesterday. Crazy how many people are coming into the community. So I'm really excited about how the community is growing and connecting with with each other. So that's a really great thing to have too. And, you know, actually we were talking before we started, Madeline and I, about what if Facebook suddenly changed groups and we didn't have our group anymore because there was no way to really connect with them. That could happen. Um, It could. It could. And already I think it is to a certain degree because you're not getting notified as much about stuff going on in groups. So, you know, who knows what's going on in the future. There may be a time when the only way you can get people to your group is to advertise to them to get them in. That may be coming. But, you know, one of the things that I would do right away is build the email list. And definitely what we're doing right now with Communities That Convert is getting people on the email list. And so we hope that you will do that. So if you go to communitiesthatconvert.com and just sign up for the email, it'll send you a reminder every week that the episode is out. We're probably going to do a little bit more with it in the future too, as far as like, you know, adding some extra tips and things that we send out to you guys. But we want to make sure that we're connected with you so that at some point, if things do shift, that we're able to reach out to you. I think that's really super smart. It's a great strategy for everyone, you know, to have that email list. You can easily use your Facebook group to collect emails. For any of you that have signed up for a Facebook group, you probably noticed when you signed up and we can ask you three questions. One of them is, what is your email address? And if you would like to join our group, our email list, and when you join the group and Cami goes and adds you to our email list. And that's a super easy way to collect it on the front end, which is always easier than trying to get it on the back end when people have already joined a group and then trying to just, you know, post, hey, come join. So something to think about in all of this. And then one final thing we want to throw out there and don't laugh. We're, we're going to have to make a <laughs> drinking game. We're going to have to make a drinking laugh. game as to how many times we've said MySpace in this episode which is just so rare to ever hear anyone talk about MySpace. But yeah, even MySpace is still out there. Now, I was shocked. I did not know, but Cammie went and looked. And yes, MySpace is still there. Oh, and I just did an experiment before we started today because I thought, you know, even the things that people say are totally dead. Are they really dead? And I went back there and it's there, myspace.com. And I logged in with my old email address. And of course, I had didn't remember my password. So I said, send me my password. And guess what? They sent me my re-login and I re-logged nice. into MySpace just minutes ago. So MySpace wow. is even still out there. You know, I, I, you know, it's shocking to me and it might be shocking to you. But the bottom line is that these things rarely die, die. They just change. And that's really the whole thing around the pivot. So we're down to the end of our episode. I mean, you got to be done once you talk about MySpace, right? (laughs) Uh, Isn't that the end of the internet? I think so. (laughs) Anyway, so what we want to know is what is your plan for shifting your focus? This is our action this week. We want you to come talk to us in our Facebook group. Talk to us about shifting a focus. Do you have any concerns about changes that are going on online? What are those concerns? Come talk with us about that and your thoughts on making yourself relevant no matter what happens. Let's work on this together because I'm sure there's a lot of great ideas out there and we need to start thinking together. So come on over to communitiesatconvert.com and you can do it there. You can come directly to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash communitiesatconvert. You can request to be let in. It is a closed group and the secret password to get in is action. Yeah, just put in action. We'll let you write in. And don't forget, go to our show notes for links to all these things we talked about at communitiesatconvert.com. It's been a pleasure being in your, hopefully your earbuds today. We hope you're listening to us with the little earbuds. That's always a nice way to have a nice intimate conversation with us. So 
Thank you for being part of this journey with Cami and I. Yeah, thank you so much. And we know that you guys are listening and we know you have many podcasts you could choose. And so we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being with us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's sweet spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.